0: You know, uh, being depressed is completely unchristian and ungodly. It is a, a bad witness. You know, Christians are supposed to be victorious. They're supposed to have joy and they're supposed to have peace. If we go around depressed and scared and frustrated and upset all the time, what separates us from the world? Why should they want to be like us? Hmm? All right, I'll preach to you then. Go go to uh, Acts the 20th chapter and Ephesians 2. I don't know if we even introduced ourselves properly to you or not, but that was Phyllis Moore, you saw, and I'm Keith Moore. This is Faith Life Church. We're so glad you're here. Amen. Acts 20 And Ephesians 2. Now if you didn't bring a Bible with you this morning, you might look over at your neighbor that has one, smile, see (laughs) if they'll let you look on, because you need to let your eyes rest on the words. And in praying and waiting on the Lord about this, I, I believe I have direction, and it's along this line. Acts 20, Ephesians 2. Let's pray and agree together. You understand you're not limited to what I know this morning. The Holy Spirit is here. He's our teacher. Amen. He can say things to you that I didn't say. He can give you understanding. How many know that He can He can show you something in a moment that just solves problems you've been dealing with for years? He shows you exactly what to do about it. So let's believe for that kind of direction and help. Lord, we thank you. For the opportunity to meet together in this fine place and all these people that you've drawn here. Your spirit is here, and we reverence him and respect him, and say he is our teacher and our guide and our helper. Thank you for the anointing and utterance. Help me to speak as the oracles of God speak through me. And speak to your people in their hearts. Give us ears to hear and eyes that see. And a heart open receptive. Let there be a supply of the Spirit. Let there be direction and help and grace for right now. And we'll not be hearers only, but we'll be doers in Jesus' name. Say it it again. You know what I'm going to say? I'm a doer. Those are the only people who get results in their life are the doers. People that just talk about stuff and people that just write about stuff and people that just hop and holler about stuff don't get results. Acts 20. The Apostle Paul was hearing both in prayer and in different places where he would stop and preach and minister. People kept warning him about Jerusalem. That when he got there there was going to be trouble. And some people have surmised and Uh, conjectured that he missed it by going to Jerusalem. He did not miss it. The Lord told him when he first got saved, told him ahead of time what kind of things he was going to suffer for his name's sake, how he's going to be put in jail and he's going to come before kings and all that. And he did, but he did it as a Roman prisoner. And everywhere he went, people are warning him, saying, oh, you know, tough things are going to happen. And I want you to notice in verse 24... Acts twenty twenty four. He said, but none of these things move me. You know I've overcome with that one phrase numerous times. I remember there was there was a day some years ago, it was just memorable because of how many problems came up in one day. <laughs> I mean that morning. I trying to minister, I had a service, and right before I walked in, they called me and said, we got a problem here. And then they said, and we also got a problem here. Well, I tried to speak that morning, and then I came back, we had another problem. Then somebody's waiting on me in the office to tell me about two more problems. Different stuff. Well, that afternoon, they called me, here's another problem. What are we going to do about this? Man, it just seemed like the overload day. You know what I finally did at the end of the day? I mean, at the very end of the day, here comes a new problem. I went home and sat down in the middle of the floor and I opened the Bible to this verse right here. And I said, none of these things move me. (laughs) That's what faith is all about. Living by faith doesn't mean you never have any problems. Doesn't mean you never have any challenges. What it does mean is you're not moved by them. You you don't control everything that happens out here. But you can control what happens in here. And fears may come and oppression and trials and tribulations may come against your mind and thoughts and fears and anxieties against your soul, but you don't have to let it in. It can come against you, but you don't have to let it in. You can say like the psalmist of old, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I won't fear. It's there. You feel it. But I'm not letting it in. You resist it. Amen? And this is one good phrase with which you can resist it. What about this? What about that? And This looks bad. And this feels bad. And this is bad. Something you may have to do like me. Just sit down in the middle of the floor and open this up and look at it and say, None of these things move me. We talked about being a doer of the word. Jesus said, the man that hears his words and does them is like the man that dug deep. Amen. And built his house on the rock. And then when the winds blew and the storm came and the rains fell and beat against the... He didn't say the storms wouldn't come. Huh? Didn't say the wind wouldn't blow. Didn't say the rain wouldn't fall. But what happened? The wind blew and the rain fell and it did not shake it. Couldn't move it. Amen. You like this? Yeah. Man, I do. Said out loud. None, None of these things, of these things move, me. move me. Now, this is anointed word of God. This will get you through rough times in your life. Put this in your mouth. Instead of falling in the floor crying going, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't... My Lord, I'm a faith man. This is not supposed to be <laughs> happening to me. No, you're a whiny baby. And don't know what faith is. Yeah. you got to be a man. you got to be a woman of God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And sure, you may feel stuff. But don't yield to those feelings. You'll have thoughts. Don't yield to those thoughts. And most importantly, don't speak those fears. Don't talk them. What are we going to do? We're going to believe God like we always do. What's going to happen? He's going to meet our needs like He always does. Amen. (laughs) What's going to happen? They gave me a bad report. We'd be healed like we always are. What's going to happen? They said, we're going to die. I don't care. The Bible said that with long life, he would satisfy me and show me his salvation. That's what's happening. Like Job said, you shall decree a thing and it'll be established to you. Boy, I'd have preached this just for myself this morning if you hadn't even been here. (laughs) keep reading though that's not even my message I haven't got there yet he said none of these things move me neither count I my life dear to myself so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the good news the gospel of the grace of God None of these things move me, neither count I my life dear to myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. I want to talk to you this morning about finishing your course. Now, first of all, you need to know that you have a course. Hmm? You have a race and a course of life. Every one of us has a God-ordained place in life and a God-ordained race to run. Remember Hebrews 12 talked about, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily beset us and run with patience. That means perseverance. Stay with it. The race that is set before us. Stay on it. Now the problem is, like Proverbs says, there is a way that seems right to man but the end thereof is destruction. And Jesus said that broad is the way that leads to destruction and many that go therein, but straight and narrow is the way that's righteous way, the way of God that leads to salvation. So, you know, sometimes people, even our children are taught wrongly. They're taught on a... When they get into junior high and high school and have career days and they're taught, well, you know, you just have to decide what you want to be when you grow up. Well, no, that's already decided for you. (laughs) It's not for you and I. Now, people do it. They decide what they want to do and be and they pursue it and, 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 and lead a miserable life outside of the perfect will and plan of God. You can't, God will let you do anything you decide to do. Someone say, well, I just don't believe that. Now, I just believe that whatever you're supposed to be, God will make you. No, you just missed it right there with that make you thing. If God was going to make somebody do anything, He'd make them get saved. And He doesn't do that, so if He's not going to do that, He's not going to make you do any of these lesser things. It's not true. You have a will, I have a will. We can choose to obey God and go His way or we can choose to go our own way. And the sad thing is many, 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 many in this life and world choose wrong and they go their own way and it causes all kind of heartache and problems. How many understand if you're traveling by road, by car to somewhere, I mean, let's say you're wanting to go to the West Coast by car. Well, if you come out of here and you go on 65 north and you get up to 44 and you go east and you drive just as hard as you can, (laughs) you're not going to get to the west coast like that. Huh? But you know what will happen? You will go through towns and places you would have never went through if you had gone the right way. Did you get that now? Because you're not going the right way. Now see, uh, that's what happens in life when people decide to go their own way. Then they go through things in life they never should have gone through. They go through places in their life and things in their life. And sometimes people are going, God, why is this happening to me? No, the question is, why are you doing your own thing? Why are you going the wrong way? You remember the Apostle Paul, he was a religious man before he got saved. Saul, he was called. I mean, he was tops among the Pharisees. And here he is persecuting the church, thinking he's serving God. Remember that? And he met Jesus on the road to Damascus. And Jesus, remember this, he said to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. Prick has to do with the ox goad. It was a pointed stick that they'd poke the cow with. We used to have a dairy farm. Some of the cows were cantankerous. (laughs) Phyllis helped me for a while. She did never enjoyed it. (coughs) She was a city girl. Born in New Orleans and and raised in the city and other places. And and she married me and I took her out to the country. It's kind of like Green Acres. And she, uh, she didn't enjoy it at all. But anyway, those cows, sometimes, you know, you'd get them up in the stall and you'd have to bump their feet a little bit to get them to move. And a lot of the, the ornery ones kick against the, the stick. Just mean. And what was really fun is on a cold morning, and they'd take that tail and swish it in your face. An old, wet, muddy tail. That'd wake you up. But he said, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. And so many times the Lord's dealing with people trying to get them to see what they're supposed to do and go the way they're supposed to go, and they're kicking against it. Ah, And it's hard for you. Makes it hard in life. The way of the transgressor is hard. What about the way of serving God? Is it hard? Huh? Is it hard to serve God? There are people who try to tell you that it is. But Jesus said, come learn of me. My yoke is what? Easy. And my burden is? Light. Jesus said, serving him is light and easy. Some folk don't even believe that. I'm quoting him, all right? Even if you go through some challenges, when you're doing what he wants you to do, there's grace. And there's help. To handle it. Amen? Amen? Amen. Everybody say light and, easy. light and easy. Now, I want you to turn with me to Ephesians 2, please. Ephesians 2. God's healing people in here this morning. Ephesians 2. If you've been dealing with symptoms just under your breath right now and throughout the service, say, thank you, Lord, for healing me. I'm healed. I, I believe I receive healing. Hmm? Just do, don't, don't, don't get in fear. Don't be afraid. Just thank God for healing you. Ephesians 2. He made the body. It's very easy for him to fix something. Of uh, Ephesians two and verse ten, Phyllis and I have been reading this verse every day, just about it for months now it 's so real to us ephesians two ten says, "We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God before ordained that we should walk in them. Is there a course, a path foreordained?" pre-appointed for you and I to walk in. So like I said, when kids are thinking, well, it's career day, what do I want to be when I grow up? No, it's not for us to decide what we want to be. It's for us to discover what we're called to be. Amen. Amen? What we're graced to be and do, we have a place and we have a race. In the Amplified, listen to this. We're God's own handiwork. His workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us. Listen to this. Taking paths which He prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them. Listen to this. Living the good life which He prearranged and made ready for us to live. I don't know about you, I'm going to live the good life. <laughs> yeah, that includes money and some stuff, but you know you can have a lot of money and be miserable. I mean, there's some people that are multi billionaires that are thinking about suicide today. You can't even enjoy stuff if you're not right with God. Hmm? And the biggest joy is not stuff, it's being able to enjoy money and stuff with people. Amen? Your family and your church family. That's what love... I mean, the chief expression of love is giving. So all the prosperity of God is about being able to give. It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. It's a blessing to receive, but it's even a greater blessing to give. So we have been foreordained to walk in certain paths and courses that God has chosen for us. Now, I want you to go with me to uh, 1 John 5 and then John 7. If you could find those two places while we're turning. 1 John 5 and Gospel account of John 7. Before I go further, do you believe, are you in agreement with me here, that we have a course? God has a course for us to run in this life. Amen? You do know life is short, don't you? Even if you live to be over a hundred, that's nothing. It'll come and go like that. Jesus said, the Lord said through James, this life down here is like a vapor. You see it, now you see it, now you don't. And who wants to stay down here forever? (laughs) I want to go check out heaven. Amen? Amen? But this life is so short, we don't have 20 years to blow and waste. You understand? We don't have 40 years to flounder around and wonder what we're supposed to do. We need to get to it and get with it. And if you've wasted time, don't look back. Don't let it get you down. The, the Lord can restore what the locust and the palmer worm and the canker worm ate up. The Lord can do a lot in a few years if you really get serious. Amen. We had a man come to, to Ramah Bible Training Center when I was teaching there. And he was he and his wife were in their 60s or 70s. And he had been a minister for 40 years in a certain denomination. Come to find out, wasn't even saved. Well, you can know about the people in his congregation then. They just had a social club. Talked about, he, he what what did he preach? Stuff out of Reader's Digest and politics and current events. And he found out they weren't even saved. He and his wife got saved, got filled with the Spirit. Came to Ramah. I think they're like 70. He said, man, I got to get with it. He said, I went all those years, didn't have no fruit. He said, I got to get with it so I can take some fruit in when I go. And they did. You know God will bless that, don't you? God will honor that. can't do anything about yesterday. But you can get serious and focused about today. Not focused about just doing what you want to do. Focused about serving God. What am I called to do? What is my course? Amen. What is my place in Him? When you start talking about these things, people say, Oh, Brother Keith, that's what I want to find out. That's what I want to find out. Listen, it's easy to find out. That's my next point to you. Do not believe the lies and confusion of the enemy that it's hard to find out the will of God. Oh, it's so mysterious. It's so complicated. Maybe a few very, very spiritual people could find it out. No, no, no. God's interested in you knowing what He wants you to do. He's not trying to hide it from you. In 1 John, the fifth chapter. Are you there? 1 John 5, 1. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Everyone that loves Him that begat loves Him that's begotten of Him. We know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. And let's just stop right there. How do you know if you or somebody else love God? You do what He tells you to do. Now John 14, 15, and 16 talks extensively about this Jesus did. Uh, How do you know if you love God? You do what He tells you to do. Simple. Simple. And he says, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. Now get this next thing. And his commandments are what? They are not grievous. His commandments are not hard. One translation says, they're not heavy and burdensome. Well, Jesus said that. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Is it hard to do what God said? That was weak. I want you to think about it. Is it hard? Is it burdensome? Is it grievous to do what the Lord wants you to do? He said no. Now, there's two things that you need to do to find out the will of God for your life. Are you ready? Two, Two things. You need to ask Him. Or you might say like this, you need to seek him about it. But if you do, what did he say? What did Jesus say in Matthew 7, 7? Ask. Huh? You'll receive. It'll be given to you. Seek. Who said it? Jesus said, you seek me and you'll find. He said, call unto me. I'll answer you. Right? Right? And show you great and mighty things that you didn't know. But you have to call in faith. You remember James 1 said, If anybody lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Right? And what will the Lord do? He gives liberally, freely, generously to whoever asks Him. Right? And won't upbraid you. But He goes on to say, But let him ask in faith. Nothing wavering. So you've got to ask the Lord... And you've got to confidently expect Him to show you. You're back to faith here again. Amen. Not enough just to beg and ask, Oh, please, God, please show me. Please show me what to do. Please, you can do that for years and be in the dark. Ask and then get in faith. Amen. Ask, say, Lord, show me what I'm supposed to do. Show me what course I'm supposed to be on. Show me what my place is and what what my work is. Who I'm supposed to be hooked up to. You know, some people have a vision that they're supposed to lead. And a lot of people are supposed to help other people that have a vision. Right? But you're not supposed to be hooked up to everybody. You can appreciate everybody in the body, but you can't be everywhere at one time. And you can't support everything and be at everything. So where are you supposed to be? What are you supposed to be doing? Number one, ask Him. Seek Him. Can you say amen about that? Now go with me to John. Are you holding your place over there? Because this uh, this is the second thing. Well, I need you to read this. Just hold your place in John and go to Proverbs 3. I could quote this, but... It helps you if you'll take the time to turn to it and let your eyes rest on the page. Proverbs 3 and verse 5. Don't sleep this morning now, I'm telling you. There's there's some folk have cried and prayed and prayed and cried about some things till it's not funny. And the Lord is talking to you this morning through the Word, telling you exactly what to do to fix it. I'm not this smart. This is Him. Amen. Amen. And if you'll do it, it'll solve it. And Phyllis and I have been in the perfect will of God for our life for 25 years now. I'm not bragging. That's the grace of God. Amen? It is wonderful. Amen? Things just work so good when you're in the will of God. Been healthy? Amen? Had our needs met? And sometimes folks say, well, you know, how uh, you know, how are you successful in this area? Well, it's real simple. Find out what the Lord wants you to do and do it. You want me to go over that again real slow? Find out what the Lord wants you to do and do it. We're talking about the number one first part of that. Are you there in Proverbs? Proverbs 3 and 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Do you have to figure everything out to do the will of God? No, in fact, your head can get in your way. Don't lean to your own understanding. If you have to figure everything out and you have to see why and how it's going to end up before you're going to do it, you won't do the will of God. Hmm. In Keep reading. In all your ways, how many of your ways? All, all of your ways do what? Acknowledge, Acknowledge Him. Every time something comes up, you got a decision to make. Do we do this? Do we do that? Do we stay? Do we go? What do we do? Acknowledge Acknowledge Him. Look up to Him. Say, Lord, I don't know what to do. You know the end from the beginning. I'm acknowledging you. I'm looking to you. My eyes are on you. I'm asking you, show me what to do on this. And don't just keep begging and pleading now. Believe He heard you. And expect Him to show you. Expect him to cause you to know. Amen. Get in faith about it. Amen. Amen. Had a young man come to me one time and just upset and distraught. And he said, Brother Keith, please pray for me. I got some major decisions I've got to make. And I'm afraid I'm going to miss it. I mean, if I if I make the wrong decision on this, this could totally mess up our lives and my family. I, help me. I said I, I said the word can help you. Will you do what I say? He said, I I don't know if I can. If I can, I will. I said, it's easy. I said, this is what you say. You say, I am his sheep and I know his voice. He is leading me and guiding me. He's ordering my steps and directing my paths. I have an anointing inside me and I know everything I need to know and I will do the right thing. He said, yeah, but what? I said, hush, shh. He said, yeah, I said, shh, shush. This is what opens the door to let the Holy Spirit lead you. You talk confusion and you talk unbelief, your words are styled against him. And you're hindering him. Oh, I'm just so afraid I'm going to miss it. I just hope I don't miss it. You're not in faith, you're in fear. And that hinders the Lord from helping you. You need to open your mouth and say, I'll do the right thing. You need to say that when it looks like you've made the wrong decision the last five times. We're talking about faith here now. And you say, I'll I'll know what to do. And your head says, you ain't got a clue. You say, shut up, head. I'm not leaning to my own understanding. Come on, you need to sit out loud with me. I'm I'm his sheep. I know his voice. See, that was the thing that he was having trouble with. He was saying, Brother Keith, I've prayed, I've fasted, and I just can't seem to hear God. I don't know what to do. I just can't seem to hear God. I've I've prayed, but I can't seem to hear God. What does he believe? He can't hear God. He's meditating on, and he's saying he can't hear God. He believes he can't hear God, and he's confused and can't hear God. Did the Bible say you can't hear God? No. The Bible says you are his sheep. You know His voice. You have an anointing with it. So you've got to talk in line with the Word. Amen. Sit out loud, I'm His sheep. I'm a sheep. I, know his I know His voice. I have an anointing inside me. I, an anointing inside. I, know I, know. I know what I need to know. I'll do the right thing. I'll, the right thing. I'll, make, the right I'll make the right choices. I will do the will of God. Will will of God. Amen. 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 Now what if you talk like that morning, noon, and night? That's faith. That gives the Lord the open door and gives Him the right to help you and direct you. And you get in faith like that and you talk like that and don't let fear and confusion get in. If God has to send 12 people by your house to sit down with you and hold your hand and talk you through it, He'll do it. He's faithful. Whatever it takes, He'll do it. Keep reading. In all your ways do what? Acknowledge Him, and there's a remote possibility you might find out what to do. Are you reading? Some very spiritual people eventually find out. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and what's going to happen? He, not might, shall direct. If you acknowledge Him, what did He say He would do? Can you count on that word? Yes. Yes. As surely as you acknowledge Him in that situation, He will. He said, I shall. He will direct your path. Do you believe it? Are we settled on that point? Okay, back to John now. John 5. Y'all in a big hurry this morning? Let me give you the short version or you want the rest of it? If uh, I realize sometimes people have things they have to get to and shows and all like that. If you have to leave, that's fine. I won't be offended. Uh, just be happy. Amen. John 5, are you there? Seven's where I want you to go. Thank you. <laughs> Help me out. John 7, number one, how do you find the will of God for your life? How do you find your course and your race and your place? Ask, seek, acknowledge Him, right? How, how, how much and long are you supposed to do that? Every day. Every day we do that around here. We, I do this. Uh, I'm, I'm acknowledging God about what do we do in this area of the church, and what do we do over here, and what do I do about this. I'm always, uh, never do I just say, well, I'm smart, I'll sit down and figure it out. Hmm? I've admitted a long time ago that I need help. Look at your neighbor and say, you need help. <laughs> then you need to say, I have help. Now, who am I talking about? The Helper. The mighty Holy Spirit inside you. Amen. He's your counselor. You know, learn learn to grow up in God. Don't, Don't always run to other people and ask them what they think you ought to do. You know, it's exceedingly rare for me to ask other folk what they think I ought to do. Now, I have some elders that I respect their counsel, but I'm not always asking them what I ought to do. If they have something good, they got it from God. And he's inside me too. The counselor is inside me and you. Amen. And you have to watch about asking 12 people what they think you ought to do. You'll probably get 12 different opinions. Huh? And if you just try to decide based on that information, just be confused. And don't ever get mad at somebody for giving you bad advice and messing up your life. Hmm? 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 Well, they gave me bad advice and I did it and it messed everything up. Well, yeah, you missed God. You did. What you want to do is take a shortcut. You didn't want to get in there and pray and seek God and hear from Him. You wanted somebody else to do your praying for you, do your hearing from God for you, tell you what to do. I've had women tell me, um, uh, men tell me any number of times, Well, you know, my wife's the prayer in the family. She does all the praying and, and she just tells me what God's saying. Yeah. Well, thank God if your wife knows how to pray and hear from God. But that doesn't mean she can do your praying for you. Or your hearing from God for you. No. Do your own praying. You can hear from God. We just got through saying so. You need to say it again. I'm his sheep. I'm his sheep. I, know his I know his voice. Amen. Amen. You can hear from God for yourself. Now, in John 7, this is the second thing. I told you two things about how to find out His will and plan for your life. Number one is what? Ask Him. 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 Seek Him. Acknowledge Him. Amen. Amen. And John 7 and verse 17. If any man will do his will, he shall what? Know. Know. He will know of the doctrine or the teaching, whether it be of God or... Or whether I speak of myself. Now listen to the Amplified on this. It's really good. Or excuse me. No, this is the living. He says, if any of you really determines to do God's will, then you will certainly know. Did you hear that? You'll certainly know whether the teaching is from God or merely, merely my own. How can you know whether something is from God and of God? Here's the second part of it. You must be willing To do his will. Now, I said to you, finding the will of God is not hard for the child of God. The problem is why so many people are not in the will of God, doing the will of God, is because when they did get some direction, they didn't want to do it. Hosea says, my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. That's not the end of the verse. The next phrase says, because they have rejected knowledge. And and this is why people get out of the will of God. Or they don't fully follow God's plan for their life. Unwillingness. And you won't even hear things if you're unwilling. God won't even be able to talk to you. Because He knows your heart. And He won't even talk to you about some things if you're not willing. In order to do the, find the will of God for your life, you've got to be willing to do anything. You've got to be willing to go anywhere to help anybody do anything. Amen? Whether you think you... I know all kind of people who have missed the will of God over a house. A house A place. You know, we were pretty comfortable in Tulsa. I'd been there for twenty been there for twenty years. Phyllis and I, we started out in a little bitty apartment on Shoot 'em up Alley. I mean, drug dealers on the same block, it was a rough but and we believed to get to a better apartment and then a better apartment and then a rent house and then a nice little house and then a house. Nice house. I always wanted a boat. I had a little cheap boat. What I, I mean, I paid hardly anything for it. It broke the first day. And then we got a bigger boat, and then we got a better boat, and then I got a fast boat, and then I got a smoking fast boat, one that shakes the windows when you drive by. <laughs> and I had my own dock, my own lift. We had wanted an airplane. So we got a we got a small airplane and then we got an airplane. I got my own hanger. I could sit up in the office and look out the window and see my airplane. Say, so, yeah, guys, you missed a spot over there. Wipe that, wipe that up. And up here the airport was short and you couldn't have your own hangar, and we didn't have the house and we didn't have the stuff. And I, one morning I'm shaking. The Lord's dealing with me. Go to Branson. I'm thinking, Branson, I'm pretty happy right here. Got all my stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm set up. go to Branson. So we came up here and prayed about it. Part of those days were pretty uncomfortable. I'll just have to tell you, we were, we were in the floor praying, going, "God, what's going on here? You didn't say nothing about Branson to us till now. What's Branson's fine, but what you what What's this with us in Branson? Huh? And finally, one morning, shaving. Now, these thoughts are going through my mind. The Lord said to me, he said, do you believe I can do better for you than where you're at and what you have? I said, yes, sir, I do. He said, good, obey me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we loaded up the truck and we moved to Branson. Amen. Amen. And that, that happened to us when we came to Tulsa. You know, we're thinking, why, why leave family? And, and my, my grandparents were giving me property, and, and I just had my hot rod hot-rod completed, and my motorcycle, and I had my dog who caught my frisbee. And <laughs> you understand? When, when you, if you want to find the will of God, you got to be willing to hear something you didn't want to hear. Yeah. Hm right. To go somewhere maybe you didn't think you wanted to go, or do something. That you didn't think. But the thing is, once you do it, you find out that's exactly what I wanted to do. I just didn't know it. God's smarter than me. Amen. Amen. But you've got to be willing to do anything. Willing to go anywhere. Or stay anywhere. Or help anybody. Willing to leave anything. Willing to turn loose of anything. This is one of the biggest reasons why people don't do the will of God. It's because they come right up to it and then, well, that means I'll have to do this and I, I can't do this anymore and I'll have to leave this. And people get scared and they don't want to turn loose of what they know to go to the unknown. Right. And this is where people miss God. Right. And this is where people get out of the will of God. It takes faith to step out and obey. Amen. Look in Hebrews, if you would. Hebrews. Everybody say willing. Willing. If you're willing, you'll know that Scripture said. If you're willing, you'll find out. You'll know. Hebrews 11. I remember some years ago, I was teaching, I think, seven or eight courses in the school, and I was uh, had healing school and prayer school. I was busy. I mean, there's some weeks I'd speak 20 times a week. That's a lot. And... Uh, there's something kept coming up in my heart about going out and traveling more. Well, I wasn't too interested in hearing that. <laughs> you know, understand what I'm talking about? I mean, Time Friday came around. I was ready to kick back. and, Right? I mean, I was busy all week. And, and that something kept coming up. You know, when you don't want something to be God, you can do things in your head. You can go, we don't know what that is. And the moment you do that, the enemy will come and sit on your shoulder and, yeah, we don't have a clue what that is. That's, that's just a thought that come across your mind. That's just, you ate too much pizza or something. Just. But the moment you get into saying that's not God, you confuse your spirit about being led. Then when the Lord deals with you to do something else, well, well, this is the same spirit that dealt with you to do that thing you didn't want to do. This is the same spirit that last week you said wasn't God. Well, who is He today? You see what I'm talking about? You've confused yourself. So, one of the biggest keys to staying sensitive to the Holy Spirit is being obedient all the time because when you disobey, you dull yourself, make yourself dull. Well, there was another area of some things concerning finances that I hadn't been able to get straight and I've been seeking the Lord for months and months about it and hadn't got straight on it. So one day I'm in the house by myself and I sat down in the chair nobody was there and just out loud I'm sitting there and I got quiet. You know, when you get quiet, you can hear from God. I don't mean I heard a voice. I had a feeling, but just up inside me, this thought came up again about us going out on the road and traveling. Well, we traveled once in a while, but this was years ago. At that time, not a, not a whole lot, especially with as busy we were. Finally, I sat there and I thought, Lord, I hadn't wanted to look at that. But that's you. You want me to go? You want me to be on the road? And the longer I prayed, I just sat there and prayed in the Spirit and thought about it. And, and the more I did, I just began to know that I know inside me the witness, the knowing, yeah, I'm supposed to go on the road more. Well, I didn't want to. I thought I had plenty to do during the week. But finally, I just sat there and I said, Lord, all right, okay, all right. You want me to go? I'll go. And I'll do it willingly. Yes, sir. I'll just make an adjustment right now on the inside of me. And I'll get with And the Lord spoke to me, he said, and now, I don't mean to heard a voice now, but inside of me, that thing you've been asking me about, trying to talk to me about for months, I'm gonna tell you how it works now. I had no clue that one was connected to the other. Why well, I wasn't getting direction in this area, because I had some unwillingness in this area. Oh, did you get that, friends? See, the least bit of unwillingness will hinder you from hearing from God. You've got to be willing. Got to be willing to do anything. Go anywhere. Help anybody. Leave anything behind. <laughs> Don't get scared now. <laughs> Don't get scared. i tell you what. Phyllis, are you glad we've obeyed God so far? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So glad I left my little truck and my dog and came to Raymond. So glad I left Raymond and came here. Yeah. Hadn't been here a year. I'm so blessed. Glory to God, blessed. I'm taking no salary from the church at all. Zero. And we've paid off debts right and left. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. Glory. We're believing for a nice office. We looked for 10 years in Tulsa trying to find it. No one couldn't find it. It was in the wrong state. <laughs> but now, what if I hadn't been willing? What would have happened to me? Hmm? Would it, would it go as well for me in Tulsa, no. huh, if I'm supposed to be here in Branson? No. no way. I said, no way it can. But now, is that just that way with preachers? It's that way with every child of God. And that's what's sad is because people try and try and try to be blessed fully doing what they want to do instead of the will of God. And it's just like. Butting your head up against a stone wall, yeah. kicking against the pricks—you can never be completely blessed doing your own thing. Amen. Are you with me? Yeah. But you have to trust God, don't you? You have to—it takes faith to leave what you know and go into what you don't know. But you got to believe God's going to be there. In Hebrews 11, are you there? Hebrews 11. And verse 8, read it, Hebrews 11 and 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, what did he do? Obey. He obeyed and went out. What? That's the key, ain't it? Yeah, but what's going to happen? The Lord will open the door for you and say, go through there. And you look through and go, what's over there, Lord? What's on the other side? And there'll be silence. <laughs> Nothing. Because you know all you need to know to walk by faith. Amen. You just need to know He'll be there. And if He's leading you, it'll be good. And it'll be right. Can you say amen? amen. Oh, God's talking to some people this morning. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I don't know if I can express to you how thankful I am the Lord has graced us to find and do His will. You know what I was going to be? I had a plan. Phyllis had a plan, too. We had a plan. Yeah. Phyllis was going to be a nurse, and I was going to be a full contact karate guy. What are you laughing about? That was my plan. Man, yeah, I had trained since I was 10 years old. That was my deal. Man, I'm so glad God had another plan. By this time, I'd be punching By this time, my nose had probably been broken a dozen times. Who knows? Phyllis is thankful. God has a plan. Amen. Now, this plan is progressive as if you seek God, you ask him and you hear from him and you commit to do, you're willing to do whatever, then you will hear from him about what to do. Somebody said, you think so? No, I know so. You will hear. If you're willing to hear anything, he'll cause you to see it and know it. But then what's it time to do then? You've got to do it. And you can't. Sit back and say, well, yeah, but what's going to happen after if I do do that? If I take that step, then what? And where will the money come from? And what will the kids do? And and I just don't know. If you have to understand it all before you will obey, you will never do the will of God. You have to trust Him. It takes faith. And revelation for the will of God is progressive. Progressive. As you go, as you walk in the light you have, you get more light. If you refuse, you can't get more light refusing to walk in the light you have. Well, Lord, I'm not going to do this till you show me what comes next. Well, then you just ain't going to see anymore because you're not trusting. You're you're trying to walk by sight. He's requiring that you walk by faith. Can you say Amen. Proverbs 4.18, don't turn there, but Proverbs 4.18 says, The path of the just is as the shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. The path, as you go down the path, it gets brighter and brighter and you see clearer. I was talking to somebody just last night about this. And uh, the Lord gave me this illustration through somebody else years ago. Sometimes, you know, people, if you're driving down the road and you see something off in the distance and you say, what is that? I can't make that out. What, what do you think that is? Well, let's say you've got a friend or a spouse or something and you just pull over on the side of the road and sit there and go, what do you think that is? And they say, I don't know. And you all just sit there and talk about it for three days. <laughs> what, what do you think that is? I can't make it out. Can you? No, I can't make it out. What should you do? (laughs) Just stay in the road, right? Just keep going. There's a lot of things that you don't need to see right now, right? But when you get close enough to it, you won't have to ask 40 people what they think it is. When you're parked right beside it, it's obvious what it is. But you would have never known it unless you kept going. Everybody say, "Keep Keep keep going. Keep going. Two scriptures in closing. Colossians 4 and 2 Timothy 4. I'm trying to close. Of course, you know anything that's important is worth taking your time on too. You have to watch about being in such a rush. Colossians 4 and 2 Timothy 4. Colossians 4. I'm giving you three steps here and this is number three. Number one is what? Ask. ask the Lord. Seek Him. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. That's overlap. He said, ask, it'll be given. You seek, you'll find. Secondly, what? Be willing. Got to be willing. Uh, the least bit of unwillingness in your heart will be a block between you and God hearing from Him. Your heart's got to be willing. Go anywhere. You know, I sit like this. In my heart, I live in a tent. Like Abraham, what does that mean? If the Lord says tomorrow, you know, you're going to China, then we're going to China. Life is too short to to mess around. Did you hear me? And waste your life. The Lord says the next day, you're this or you're that. I didn't. I didn't think I was a pastor. I tried to talk to him about that. I said, Lord, in fact, several people felt it was their duty to tell me that I was not a pastor. (laughs) They said, no, 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 you're not a pastor. You're this. And I thought, well, yeah, I think you're right. (laughs) But the Lord said, if I say you are, you are. are. So I am one. (laughs) And happy about it. I am truly. we We are thoroughly enjoying the church and we're thoroughly enjoying Branson. Branson is home now. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. We're happy. The Lord suits, if it suits him for us to stay here till he comes. That's great with me. I'm happy. Yeah. Colossians 4 17 He said And say to Archippus minister friend of mine one time he read this like this He said tell O Archippus <laughs> <laughs> Well Tell Archie Puss what? <laughs> Take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord. Now, now, there's a lot right there. Seek him, ask him, he'll show you, but then you have to receive it. Amen. Did you get that? I had to receive this ministry, didn't I? What if I'd have said, No, I'm not receiving the pastoral ministry? That's not, that's not what. I, no, I, I received it. You receive whatever yours is. Received, that you do what? That you fulfill it. Fulfill it. The third thing is, we've already been talking about it, not only must you seek the Lord and ask Him, not only must you be willing to do anything so that you can have a heart that can hear from Him, but then once you begin to do it, you got to stay with it. Because in doing the first steps is what leads you to the next steps. And to get to the final place God has for you, you have to stay hooked all the way. And you can't get weary in well-doing. I know a friend of mine was in prison. And God, I didn't know him in those days, but God delivered him. I mean, he shouldn't have got out of prison. He got saved. He got to correspondence Bible school. He had a call on his life. And man got a tremendous testimony and really loves God. And I told him after years, I called it one day, I saw him, and I just felt impressed to tell him, I said, uh, called his name, I said, don't get tired of giving your testimony. He said, man, I needed to hear that. He said, because everywhere I go, people want me to give my testimony. And I've told, I've heard it 10,000 times, I think. Hmm? And after a while, you get to thinking, Maybe I'll do something else. No, if that's where your grace is, and that's where your anointing is, and that's what you're supposed to be doing, don't get tired of it just because you've done it for years. I've had people tell me, well, you know, I've been doing this for years. I'm tired. I want to do something else. That's how you miss God. I said, that's how you get out of the will of God. You don't just change to be changing, you don't just change because you're tired of doing what you're doing. Stay with your area. Stay with your call. Stay with your anointing. Have you got your scripture there in 2 Timothy? 2 Timothy 4. Man, I like this. This really ministers to me. 2 Timothy 4 and 6. Well, no, excuse me, uh, 5. 2 Timothy 4, 5. Watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of your ministry. Fulfill it. Stay with it. Stay all the way. For I'm now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. Paul knew he was close to death. He knew he is. And listen to what he says in verse 7. I'm so scared to die. Huh? Uh Huh? What does he say? Oh, friend, would God that every one of us can say these words when it comes our time. Amen. When we've come to that place, what did he say? I have fought a good fight. <laughs> he looked back over his life. He looked back over his ministry. When he did finally meet Jesus on the road to Damascus, he was, con- he was deceived. He didn't know. But when he met Jesus, that was it, friend. Just as hard as he was against the church, he was that much even more so for the church. And every day of his life, he preached the gospel. He prayed to power. Amen. He did the will of God. He said, I fought a good fight and I have finished my course. Oh, glory to God. I've kept the faith and henceforth there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me at that day, and not, o- not only me, but all them that love his appearing. Amen. Glory to God. Stand up on your feet if you would. Oh, hallelujah. Bless you, Master. Oh, praise you. Lord, I want you to pray this after me. Say that loud. Father God, thank you for choosing me. Thank you for having a course, a path, perfect path for my life, my family, all that pertains to me. I'm asking you to open my eyes and my heart and fill me with the knowledge and understanding of your will For my life, reveal to me the path and course and place you've chosen for me. I will to be willing. I purpose wherever you want me to go. Wherever you want me to live. Whatever you want me to do. Whoever you want me to be joined to. I will do it. As you help me, I'll leave anything. I'll go to anywhere in Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Now just believe it and expect it. And just by faith, expect and say that, well, you need to say this too. Say it out loud. And by the grace of God, God, at that time, time, in that day, day, I'll stand before the Lord. Lord. I will hear, hear. well done, done, good and faithful servant. servant. I will have finished my course with joy. joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and thank Him. Thank Him by faith in Jesus' name this morning.